Welcome back to episode three of Work-Wife Balance Podcast. We are your hosts, Holly and Stacy. And thank you for listening to the first couple episodes. The last episode got a little chaotic, but we had a good time, so we ha- hope you had a good time listening. We also got good feedback, too, so... We did, and we love the feedback, so keep that coming, for sure. If you're not already following us, follow us at Work Wife Balance Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We are just so hip. <laughs> We're trying to be. We are trying our hardest. We are millennials trying to be Gen Z. Gen X? Zoomers. Gen Z. What's Gen X? I don't know. Okay. We'll circle back to that. Circle back. (laughs) But again, like the last podcast, we wanted to start with our weekly updates. So did anything crazy happen in your week this week, Stacey? Um, nothing crazy. I did change my identity a little bit because I got my hair done today. Woohoo! Very exciting. The last time I got it done was six months ago. And I feel like that's kind of when I came into my, um, my bad bitch moment. It's the heartbreak haircut. It is the heartbreak haircut. So, mm-hmm. got my hair cut, got it colored, looking fresh. Um, other than my hair, I also got new clothes that I got from mm-hmm. Princess Polly. And honestly, at this point, I think Princess Polly should give me a coupon code because I do spend a lot of money there. Um, and actually... If you spend over a certain amount, they will send you a coupon code. Oh my gosh. I know that because I have reached that milestone. Um, Our first sponsor, Princess Polly. I'm waiting still. Um, New hair, new clothes. Holly and I went to TJ Maxx yesterday in search of a highlighter. Yes. Specifically the Becca, I don't know what. Champagne pop. Yeah, for Stacey, champagne pop for which me. Which is too tan for me, <laughs> so I got Moonstone. <laughs> Moonstone is way too light for me. Yeah. So, but luckily, you know, TJ Maxx is hit or miss with that kind of stuff, and we both found what we were looking for. Don't sleep on the TJ Maxx's, the Marshalls, the Rosses of the world. For real, save you tons of money if you want for quality things. Real. Um, and so we got, well, I got champagne pop. Holly got Moonstone, and then... This... Hold on. This happens to me every time. My friends invite me to go shopping with them, Mm -hmm. and then I always end up spending so much more money because I don't (laughs) go shopping. I, like, literally never go shopping. I don't really online shop, and then I always spend, like, at least twice as much. Well, that's good, though, that you don't shop online, and when you're by yourself, you don't shop that much because then you can, like tangibly see what you're spending money on true because i'm old-fashioned i would like to try things on in the store because sometimes shit will just arrive at my door and i'm like oh fuck when did i buy that i'm also not a size zero so i can't buy stuff online it just doesn't work okay i'm not size zero either (laughs) (laughs) um but then i got home and i dropped my highlighter on the floor so it broke it broke but we bought but we bought two so only one of them broke so still still a w um, and then today on my way to my hair appointment, I had a one-on-one with my manager at work. Um, and it was a conversation I was expecting, but basically I'm just moving teams at work. Um, and it's just going to give me more stuff to do. And that'll be good because I spend most of my time just 
working on the podcast or just like designing random shit in canva so it'll be good to have more stuff to do um but that was my week holly how was yours that's exciting i'm happy this week was better than last for you for sure (laughs) um i guess same for me too i also i'm kind of having a me week i'm not going through a heartbreak but Mm -hmm. i got my nails done oh yeah my best friend is in esthetician school so i'm getting a facial from her tomorrow yep which is Friday, Friday because, mm-hmm. yeah, we record this before. And then on Tuesday, I'm getting my hair done. So it's just it's Ooh. just a me week. I'm going to be a new woman. Um, the bad bitch energy. I'm trying. You're doing I, great. I am the mom friend, so it's a little hard, but. Okay, I don't be think a you're. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think you're as much mom energy as you think you are like you definitely are like protective energy like you're a very protective friend but I wouldn't say you're mom because like I think mom and I'm like boring I don't think you're boring like you'll go out but I'm not like super trendy you know what I mean that's okay yeah that's why I say I'm a mom friend but that started way back in high school too me being called the mom friend but anyway oh interesting um and then I went into the office for the first time of this newer job that Stacey and I have, which was really, really exciting. And I feel like it got me excited to work again, just being in a different space. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking on a couple more side projects to learn more. And hopefully, um, like we mentioned in the first episode, we are contract workers right now. So hopefully, like, having more under my belt will make it more likely that I will convert to full-time. So... Hell I'm yeah. excited. How did it feel to just like be in an empty office space though? Well, so I went, my roommate works for the same company and now our friend as well. So it was three of us together and I actually liked it more than I remembered. And I think that's just because I haven't had it in so long. But what it made like me like the routine? Yeah. Like getting up, getting ready. Mm-hmm. Stacey's looking at me. I have makeup on right now. You have, she has earrings in. I have earrings in i bought these at tj maxx (laughs) um yeah so i think that was nice and then i always tell myself on days like that oh i'll do that at home i'll get ready in the morning no i'm not tomorrow morning when i work i'm not gonna get ready it's just such a waste to like put on your expensive makeup oh my god just to like sit in front of your screen yeah. I sit in front of my screen with, like, 18 pimple patches on. Like, right now I have three on my face. So. You do? Yeah. I have one here. Oh, my God. I can hardly here, tell. I, I went, only noticed because you said it. And oh, I, I can only to, see one. Yeah, no, I have three on my face right now. I actually went to Target right before this. And didn't, didn't run into my ex. But I bought more pimple patches. That's why I was there. Oh, my God. And there was a guy. So I pulled in my car to park. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy sitting in the car across from me, and he was just, like, sitting in there, and I think he was just, like, eating his lunch or something, but he didn't look like a Target employee. And I used to work at Target, so, like, I get it, taking your lunch from your car if you want to. Yeah. But, yeah, he didn't look like a Target employee, and then, I don't, he was just, like, looking at me when I got out of my car, and then Mm. when I got back Mm -mm. to my car, like, 30 minutes later, he was still there. So I zoomed out of there, and then I got hella nervous because the car behind me was following me, but it was a different car, and we ended up turning at different places. But still, like, why do men I don't just know. 
are they're just their presence is just scary for no reason i think that men i was kind of talking like, i feel like we can get into this i was talking about this with my roommate's boyfriend about how how should men act mm-hmm. when they're walking behind a woman who's alone and cross they're trying the to explain that they're not really i think yeah. not because if they cross the street and then they're catching up to me i'm scared that they're like trying to get a better glimpse i don't know i would also rather... had a really bad experience with some guy across the street from me okay so i've also had an experience this was when i was a freshman at western um and bellingham for the most part's like a relatively safe place and especially on campus too um and at least for me it was i'm sure people have had bad experiences but it was freshman year i was at my friend's house and I was walking home back to my dorms which were like on complete opposite sides and I was a freshman so I think the walk seemed longer than it was at the time because looking back it was probably like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. if that yeah but it was probably like 10 p.m and I'm walking through campus there's like a couple groups of people um and I was alone which is like I would not do that now looking back but I was alone walking through campus and then college towns it feels different exactly yeah and so i'm walking and then this guy in a hoodie comes out from around the corner no 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 and starts following me and i'm like oh fuck like every single thought of like everything scary runs through my head right and so there happened to be like um like a couple seats of benches and so i sat down on one of the benches and i called my friend okay who was at my dorm and i was like hey like can you come meet me okay smart and he was like yeah where are you i'll come meet you and i was like okay and so then as i'm sitting here my eyes are obviously on this guy who just like popped out from around the corner Mm -hmm. and he's like still pretty close to me he like continued walking forward but he was really close to me and then he like went over these steps and disappeared down them and my friend was like on his way and i think we were like still on the phone together so i was like okay i'm gonna continue walking and we'll just meet in the middle because i'm like i'm gonna keep going just in case um and so then I get over the stairs too and I'm looking for this guy because it's a big open courtyard so it's like there's nowhere for him to go Mm -hmm. and I don't see him Mm -mm. and so I was like oh my fucking god like what do I do now and I'm just like looking around and then all of a sudden I like literally see him in the shadows like hiding by one of the buildings and I was like this is it like it's over I'm like where's my friend he needs to get here now and my friend like comes around the corner and like comes and meets up with Ooh. me and then the other guy in the hood disappears gone those are the friends you need no idea where like, he went no questions i'm on my way it was literally so scary that's why i'm like if you are a guy and you are walking behind a woman and it's like at night or she's alone she seems mm-hmm. scared she seems whatever just cross the street or like fall back yeah and let her go yes because it don't try to pass don't try to pass her oh my god nothing scarier than sounding like someone's coming up on you and then yeah yeah i actually have a similar story to that Mm -hmm. so i was also a freshman Mm -hmm. and my roommate and i left the dorm to go to a party probably and so we're all dressed up cute Mm -hmm. and we see this guy is walking with our pace across the street from us. Okay. And he kind of had the same, like, outline that we could see as a guy in our dorm. So okay. we thought that he was just playing a prank on us or something. Mm. Like, we, we were like, what is he doing? And we quickly realized, okay, that's definitely not 
the guy Him, that we yeah. got from the dorm. And I we would stop. We were, like, testing it. We would stop, and he would stop. We oh, would speed up, and he would speed God. up. And this is, like, middle of nowhere Pullman. What, what time of the day is it? It's night. Okay. It's probably, like, 10.30 p.m. Yeah. And, but luckily, I mean, I was with my roommate, and we realized that this guy is jacking off. Oh! Yeah. And oh, we no. were so panicked. I pulled out my phone, and I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't actually call 911, mm-hmm. but I pretended that I was on the phone with 911 loudly so okay. he could hear me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he ran down a different street. That is so fucking gross. Yeah. That's so disturbing. Yeah. And it's, like, even more disturbing because I'm, like, we were in Pullman. Mm-hmm. Basically, no one lives there unless you're a student or a professor. Right. So, I'm, like, what was he a classmate? Did I pass this guy on uh, a regular day? Well, it's just, like, maybe you were the first girl to, like, call 911, too. Like, just think how many people he might have done that to before, too. And I don't know why I didn't actually because now I'm, like, Great, I enabled this guy, but well, also I in think, the moment, yeah. you do what you think of. And in, like, 2014, 2015, like, that yeah. wasn't, like, your first... I don't know. I feel like we might have, like, grown up in a time where it's, like, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of your first thought, where it's, like, I don't want to create a big deal or create a scene out of something that, like, maybe didn't affect me that much. Yeah, luckily you know? a lot has progressed in the last right. few years. Like, if I saw that shit now, I'd be, like straight to jail yeah yeah no but anyway (laughs) this is a uh a good segue into what we're gonna talk about today um I think we touched on it last time a little bit but we kind of wanted to talk about college our time in collage Mm -hmm. um and just how our experiences were maybe the same or different sounds like we both had creepy weird experiences already <laughs> which unfortunately i think most women do uh, yeah and some men absolutely um but yeah let's just you know i have a question i think both of us mm-hmm. are first generation college students we're the first ones in our family to go to a four-year university right yeah i think that's one of the things we might have bonded on too early in our friendship because it's it's common but it's not super common to know another mm-hmm. first gen yeah um like i know a few and it kind of depends on where you grow up and who your friends are but right. i was definitely the only one out of my friend group me too so yeah i mean what do you want to know i guess like so you went to wazoo mm-hmm. um and i guess like what was your process like in choosing a school of where to go to and kind of um you know, what factors might have played into your decision, whether it be, like, family or friends or education, I guess, like, your major. Yeah. I know that from a young age, and I think it might be who I surrounded myself with, and I think I got lucky with a couple of teachers, Mm. like, early on and in middle school and high school, um, that I wanted to go to college. Right. And it's nothing anybody in my family did, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the things, however, that my sister did was go to Running Start. And so if you're not from Washington or if you're not familiar, 
Running Start is where your junior and senior year of high school, you can go to the local community college and take classes there. And those will... And earn college credit. Yeah, you can earn college credit that way. The classes are way more fun. And... So much more flexible. Yeah. And if you do it, if you take enough classes, you can actually get your AA when you graduate um, your senior year of high school. So I knew my sister did that. And so I knew, she's five years older, that I was going to go that route as well. Mm -hmm. And so my reason being, I wanted to save money. Okay. For when I eventually transferred to a four-year. So I chose to do Running Start. I was one credit away from my AA. Oh. But that still allowed me to graduate. Because then, so if you get your AA, it's a direct transfer. Okay. And if you don't, then only some of the credits right. apply. Yeah. So only some of my credits applied to Wazoo. And then I still was able to graduate in three years. So saved a year of tuition and boarding, which is really expensive. Yeah. So that was kind of my Okay, pathway. I didn't know that's how or why you graduated in three years. I don't know why it never occurred to me. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. Because I did Running Start too. You did? Yeah. Well, I'll get into it. You continue. Oh my gosh. Your story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so did Running Start and then... Obviously, then when you get to the college right away, then you're in higher level classes, which is a little intimidating. Um, but I chose, I wasn't super ambitious in the schools I chose. Not saying Wazoo isn't a great school. I think it is. And I think it's more um, available mm-hmm. for first-gen students than other colleges. Yeah. Um, so I really only applied to a couple schools, all state schools, and got into all of them and I just chose Wazoo because I wanted to be away from home but I also knew we couldn't afford to fly me back all the time right and obviously in-state is cheaper Mm -hmm. so I I went to Wazoo did you have any interest in going to UW no zero oh really yeah Mm -hmm. and I think because my in my mind if I went to UW it was too close to home, and there's so much to do in Seattle. I get distracted very easily. Mm. Still to this day in my work life, I get distracted very easily. I'm not diagnosed with, like, ADHD or anything. Sometimes I question it. But, um, yeah, I thought Seattle had too many distractions for me. Like, there's too much stuff to do. If you're at Wazoo, yes, it's known as a party school, but every school parties. Right. Plus, it's in the middle of nowhere. There isn't like, a crazy amount of things to do, Mm -hmm. so I I chose Wazoo. Wazoo is also a little bit cheaper, Um, yeah, and it was really fun. what was, like, did your mom and stepdad have anything to say about your decision, or they were, like, good for you, like, I'm happy for you that you're pursuing this? Yeah, they didn't really have much to say. It's something I did completely on my own, Mm -hmm. like, applying and all that. I just knew, okay, it's time to start applying. I applied, and then I got an acceptance letter, and they were like, sweet. You're like, I'm out of here in August. (laughs) Yeah. And so while they couldn't really help me financially, I was very supported emotionally Mm -hmm. by my mom, and so I'm very grateful for that. And she definitely (laughs) helped me with all the very confusing financial aid forms. So I feel lucky for that because I know some kids didn't even have that. Right. But I guess that's kind of – an overview but what about you what made you 
decide to go to college? When did you know you were going to go to college? Um, I don't really know. Like, I don't remember a distinguished memory of like, oh, I want to go to college. It was kind of just something that my parents were always like, when you go to college. And I don't Mm. think I really knew what that meant. It was just like, you go to school. And I remember when my cousin went to college, she was explaining like living in the dorms. And I was like, you just live at school? Like, I don't get that. (laughs) Um, But yeah. boarding school. Right. That's what I thought it was. Um, But I'm also a first generation college student. Both my parents are immigrants. Um, And my older sister, she kind of like laid the foundation for Mm -hmm. me as well. She did Running Start her junior and maybe her only her senior year. I'm not sure. But she did Running Start part time. And so then... When it was time for me, my parents were like, you need to do this too. And I think um, my parents like waged a deal with me to do Running Start because I didn't want to because I was like very closely connected to my friends. I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. So we went, you went to school in the north end of Seattle. Yeah. And I went to school south of Seattle. Yeah. Was going to Running Start where you went to school kind of like looked down upon? Not looked down upon, but it was like, oh, why would you do that? It's so much more fun to be in school or okay. like be on campus at school. Mm-hmm. Um, So my parents were like, and like I had a very close knit group of friends in high school. So I was like, why would I want to leave mm-hmm. school and not be around them or like not have classes with them? Um, But I think my parents were like, if you promise to take running start classes, we will pay for you to get your driver's license Ooh. or put you in driving school or whatever. And at that age? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Cause, um, initially my parents were like, you can get your license when you're, when you turn 18 cause driving school is too expensive. Yeah. Cause it is expensive. Yeah. It is a huge expense. You don't to even like, realize. Yeah. To put your kid through driving lessons and, and um, you have to, it's another extracurricular that like you have to drive exactly, them to. Exactly. And then you have to pay for insurance and like, you know, it's a really big expense and, my parents and Cindy was in um she was a senior in high school when I was a sophomore in high school so she was driving me around right okay um but yeah so my parents like gave me this offer that was like if you do running start Too good to refuse. right they're like if you do part-time running start we will put you in driving school and I was like okay mm-hmm. I'll do it um so I did running start part-time so I think I only took one class okay per um trimester or it's I don't, technically quarters you just didn't do I don't summer remember quarter. yeah yeah um so I think I took like an English class and like a nutrition class I want to say I only took I'm only remembering two classes but it's possible that I took more than two two classes total yeah but I'm oh. only remembering two so I'm not sure okay, but so. I was in running start mm-hmm. and it did I think in total I had like 25 credits added up or something like 25 or 30 credits which is like a quarter at western Mm -hmm. or equivalent to that um i might have taken math i don't remember i see i have no idea (laughs) so long ago so long ago but did running start and then i remember at the time so cindy my older sister she when it was time for me to kind of decide where I wanted to go to college, Cindy was a, like, freshman or a sophomore at UW mm-hmm. at this point, and she was living at home, and she was just, like, so miserable living at home 
because oh. if I went to UW, I would also have to live at home because there's no way in hell my parents are going to pay for me to live 10 minutes away. Right. Right. When I they mean, can live at home. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I just like wasn't happy at home either. Like I was constantly fighting with my parents. I just did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I applied to UW, Western, and University of Oregon. Those are the three schools I applied to. Got mm-hmm. into U of O, got into Western, and then I got waitlisted at UW. Okay. And it, I was like, fuck, I got waitlisted because I had botched my application on purpose so I wouldn't get in. And so then, Stacy. <laughs> and so then when I got my waitlist letter back, my parents were like, put your name on the waitlist, obviously, right? And I was like, fuck. And so I put my name on the um, waitlist. And then time was, like, really dwindling down for, like, me to pick because, like, Western was about to be, like, you need to accept or we're going to give your spot away. Yeah. And I remember I got in a huge fight with my parents about it for, like, weeks because they were, Mm -hmm. like, you need to wait till you get into UW. You're going to go to community college until then. And I was, like, no. I was, like, I'm not doing that. Sorry. And then I think my... I have a cousin who's a year older than me and I think and she was going to Western at the time Mm -hmm. and I think she or her mom talked to my mom which is her sister so my aunt is my mom's sister I think there was some sort of communication behind my back where my aunt was like just let her go to Western and I remember my parents I was like in the computer room at our at our house and my parents are like have you accepted your application to Western yet and I said, no. And they said, okay, well, let's fill out the paperwork. All of our paperwork was set up for me to go to Western. We went up and we visited my cousin in the dorms there. And my, I think my parents got really excited because I don't think they really had this, like, full college experience with Cindy because she was living at home. So they didn't, like, go look at the dorms and they didn't tour campus. And so my parents were, like, excited to be able to do that with me because I think to them it felt like, a, like an American experience which they hadn't experienced and they hadn't had a kid experience either. Um, And then I remember, I want to say it was like maybe a week before I was supposed to move into the dorms. I got a email from UW saying that I had made it to the second wave of the wait list and that if I wanted to continue to let them know and I would have gotten in and I didn't respond to the email. And I was like, nope, 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 you can't do it. But, yeah, that's that's how I ended up at Western. <laughs> so, when you first got there, mm-hmm. I'm curious because you talk about how your parents, like, got this experience that they didn't get to have with your yeah. sister. How did you feel when, because I'm assuming, did they drive you up? Yeah. And then, they when they left? Um... <laughs> So I remember it was because, so my dad was mad at me that day because I had so much shit that I was bringing up to the dorms. And I remember like my dad was trying to shove all of it into the car and he was like, why do you have so much stuff? And I was like, I don't know, I just do. And I remember like my mom was like, like, um, surprisingly excited and very happy because she would like go buy dorm stuff. Like the classic dorm stuff, you know, like the plastic bins and shit that you bring into the shower. Like, she was, like, so excited to get that stuff. Um, Like, my entire family came up. My mom, my dad, me, Cindy, Emily, crammed into our car all of my dorm shit that needed to come up with me. We drove to Western, and then they dropped me off. 
Um, and they like went to orientation or maybe no. I think orientation was a different time, like maybe a few weeks before I moved in. And I remember both of my parents were like, we're bo- we're going, we're both going. Mm. Because there was like a parent orientation too. And like growing up, my parents didn't go to stuff because they were always working. But they were like, we're both going to this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I know. And then, so they, everyone, my whole family dropped me off. We like walked into my little jail cell of a dorm, right? And they were like, oh my God. <laughs> and they helped me set up my stuff. They like took a picture of me and my roommate and then who was a random roommate at that um and then I want to say like we walked around campus together as a family and then I remember we went and got burgers at Fiamma Burger yeah I think that's what it's called it's like a little restaurant downtown and we ate there and then they dropped me back off at the dorm and they were like okay good luck or I don't remember and I remember being like this is crazy like I'm alone yeah it was nuts how how was yours like because I didn't have any friends that went to western yeah so it was just me I have a lot of friends obviously that went to wazoo mm-hmm. um but they were all living together <laughs> well I did know my roommate beforehand but she wasn't one of my best friends right at the time um and so wazoo's a little farther away so oh no my parents did go back that day yeah, yeah, they... To move uh, you in, right? Yeah, so they came mm-hmm. five hours to yeah. move in, and I think I slept on the way, we, like, stopped somewhere, we found, like, those Coca-Colas that had our name on oh, it. Oh, my so, God. I remember, because I had only gone to Wazoo a couple times. Okay. So, for orientation, and then I, there was, like, a session where if you went, you got $1,000 off tuition a year, so I went to that. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of that. I think it's Wazoo Alive or something. Yeah. Um, so I'd only gone there a couple times, so I still didn't really know my way around Pullman. And I remember when we entered Pullman, you don't see the college right away. You know? Okay. And I was like, I just got so irritable. I was like, we need to get there now. Like, I think you had a, like, a set check-in time. I was like, we need to get there. Yeah. And, and when you're a freshman, you're like, we can't be late to I anything. Was so, literally, <laughs> I was so amped, and I think I was being pretty irritable. Like yeah, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, she needs to call me. They're like, she's so nervous I, like, right now. Jump out of my stepdad's truck. They help me get everything into the dorm, and I'm just like, I was being pretty sassy. Like I was like, yeah. I can do it. Like I can do it. <laughs> I know mom, the exact feeling. Like, um, and I know we'll we'll talk about this more. Just let your mom or your stepdad or your sister or whoever is your support support you. Support you. Let yeah. Them help you hang up your clothes yeah they want to be there by the way because I didn't really let my mom do that Mm -hmm. I was just like I'm ready like there there are so many girls already and guys I lived in the code in the dorm and I just wanted to meet everyone and I was like oh my god my parents need to get out of here (laughs) yeah oh god I just hit it again that was my knee on the table um looking back I so wish I did because as soon as my mom left, mm-hmm. I sobbed. Oh! Shut my dorm door because oh. I was sobbing. Um, I was also really sick and ended up getting tonsillitis the first week I was in. Oh! And they actually came back and got me. Oh! But they weren't far because they stayed somewhere like only a couple hours away. Okay. They were visiting somebody. Like for the weekend, they stayed or 
Well, I literally, yeah, they were, they were only a couple hours away that weekend. Oh, okay. So I came back, I ended up going home. Oh, back to Berrien? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was just the week before classes that I went Oh, there. right, right. And then went back the weekend before. Because my tonsillitis, tonsillitis was so bad, I had to take a taxi cab to the Pullman Hospital because all of my friends were going through recruitment. Mm. Hang on. But yeah, I just want people to let their parents help them put their put their room away. Yeah, and I think as much as you think it's a moment for you going to college, it is so much also a moment for them. Especially for first gen. Yeah, especially it's their first little dumpling going off to college. They don't know. This is a new experience for them too, and the last thing that you should be doing is getting upset at them for wanting to be helpful. You know, when it's like all they've ever done is helped you for the last 18 years. So that's all they know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very sweet. Very sweet. And my mom is also very emotional. Okay. That's why I'm emotional. I I think my mom, like, would text me, like, every single day for, like, the first month being like, are you okay? What's going on? Is everything okay? Do you want to come back yet? Yeah. And And me, I was, like, blacked out drunk every night, so... I just, like, still to this day, I'm 25, and I'm a mama's girl, and I, I want my mom all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I go down south every weekend, basically, to see her. Yeah, I go up and see my parents every weekend, too. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to that feeling of, so I shadowed, knew what I wanted to do when I went into college, but I always felt like I was scared to be more ambitious mm. because I didn't want to waste money if I didn't think it was going to be a good degree or if I didn't think I was going to be successful. And looking back, I wish I, – I actually don't have any regrets. I love the comm major, but right. I just wish I wasn't as scared as I was. I was always scared I was making the wrong decision or should I be more ambitious? But yeah. I'm super happy with it. And if I want to go to nursing school, I still can. You still can. <laughs> and I-, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> But I think that, like, goes back to just feeling like everything is the end of the world. And it's, like, if you don't – feeling like if you – I feel like you just had to, like, wage your decision so much. At least for me. And I think, like, when – I think at the end of the day, we both (laughs) turned out fine. Yeah. (laughs) We we got two separate degrees from two separate colleges and ended up working the exact same place. Same place. (laughs) Post-college, so – and I think, too, as stressful as financial, like, that financial stress can be and feeling like, oh, am I making the right decision? I think it makes you, at least for me, value your education more yeah. because it's such a big opportunity. Yes. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You're starting a new path for your entire family to come. Yeah. Or you're telling your parents, like, I can do this. You can do it, too, if you want to go back mm-hmm. or, you know, or your siblings, My sister's going back to school this year, and I'm so proud of her, you know? Good for her. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, So it's just, I feel like you value it more. And for me, like, I crammed, especially my last two years, Mm -hmm. I just, like, shoved so much extracurriculars into my last two years of college because I was like, I need to get the most out of this. Mm. And I think I had that because... I was like, this isn't just a luxury for me. This is a huge opportunity, and I don't want to waste it. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, And I think, like, talking about, like, uh, financial impacts on decision-making and such, like, 
how did you handle working while you were in school? Yeah. If you worked. I did. So I have worked since I was 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a hostess where my sister was a waitress. So thank you That's to my sister. Cute. Yeah. At the same time? Yes. It's okay. not, it wasn't cute because we didn't get along very well at that right. phase of our life. We right. did. We really did. And then we really didn't. It was one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, also like point. you guys are quite a few years apart too. Yeah. Like it, I think, um, yeah. So I've always had a job. And then I went to college in my first semester. I didn't have a job. And I quickly realized I was just on financial aid. And I feel like that's something we should touch on too. If we have anybody at all, even if there's one person who listens who's 18, I didn't realize how much money I was getting in financial aid. Mm. I got way more money than I needed. And I spent that on. I advise against doing that. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't realize, like, I put enough money away for rent and groceries, and then I had this huge lump sum left, Mm -hmm. and I spent it all. Yeah, so I I was, like, kind of in a similar situation, but for me, like, I know for you, you didn't have any, your parents weren't able to help you out at all, Mm -hmm. Um, and mine were, and I still took out financial aid, and so my parents were able to help me in the sense that um so my parents like made more than the threshold for to qualify for a certain amount of financial aid so it didn't cover all of my tuition so we ended Mm. up taking out a private loan too okay and so when we would get um our the financial aid for the quarter I don't I guess that's how it was paid out yeah um we would get it and we would pay off the student loans that were owed for that quarter and then the refund that was left over we took it and we used it to pay off the private loan yes and so that's what you should do. that's what you should do, do but not i didn't have <laughs> any guidance you know yeah and that's another thing is like you don't know these things like i would not i remember getting my refund check and i was like okay so what do i do with this and my parents were like oh my god do not spend that we're gonna use it to pay towards your other loan yeah and i uh yeah, I used it. Well, I also needed it to live. Like, I genuinely yeah, needed exactly. my and, to live. And my parents, like, were helping me with the other part, right? Like, they were giving yeah. me, like, I think they gave me, like, $50 a month to spend on groceries, like, my freshman year or something like that. Yeah. And so, like, I was getting help. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah, I did end up having a job the, except for my first semester, I had a job the rest of the time. So, the other two and a half years I was there. Mm-hmm. I got really lucky. I found a super flexible job on campus. I definitely suggest that because they know you're a student and they let me choose my hours. Yeah. And they knew that it would vary depending on my workload. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of, it was like the same for each semester when I could work really. So I got to choose my hours. I could work as little or as much as I wanted. So that was really helpful in times where I needed more money. I would just work a little bit more. Would that money go towards your tuition or was it just like? No, it was like an actual job. Like okay. it wasn't like work study or anything. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. No, it was um, going straight into my bank account. Okay. Yeah. So that was mostly grocery and gas money once mm-hmm. I ended up getting a car there. Um, and then, yeah, I think. And then, oh, yeah. And then in the summers when I was home, there was – I would always have multiple jobs going on. Mm -hmm. So there was one summer where I had 
three jobs and was mm-hmm. just working, working, working. And I would save up as much money as possible to have to spend when I was in school. Yeah. And I also don't regret that looking back. Of course, when my friends who didn't have to work as much were hanging out. Were hanging out. Like, I remember I missed, like, a 4th of July because I was working three jobs. And I was like, there's no way I can make it to this 4th of July party. Yeah. At the time, I was so sad because I literally <laughs> would work from, like, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you're like, can I just catch a break, please? Like, I just want to hang out. I just want to go to the 4th of July party. Yeah. And when you're, like, 19, you're like, mm. Yeah. But it was all fine. It worked out. And I think you can still see my work ethic today. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. And you don't I'm look I'm a little back more and... lax now because yeah. I can be. Right, right, right. So. You deserve it. You've earned it. Yeah. And that's what I tell because, like, my boyfriend now is super workaholic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I had that time of my life. I'm good. I'm chilling. I worked hard to get where I am right now. You did all of the work to get where you thought you needed to be. Yes. And you got there. And you're here. I'm here. Yeah. I would still like to, you know, I'd make like to a, be little a little more. Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get there. I'm doing the work now at yeah. my current job. And now I have this fun side hobby that we're doing. And it makes we're, me happy. We're not making any money, but it's fun. But we might one day. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, for me, so I didn't work my freshman year of college just because I think my parents told me not to mm-hmm. my freshman year I think they were like you just need to get it together figure it out get a lay of the land and then we'll talk about it mm-hmm. and so then sophomore year came and I didn't end up getting a job until I want to say like late sophomore year and I think it was because I don't remember the reasoning why um I got a job but I did, and I was only working part-time. I was working part-time at the Target up in Bellingham because I worked at the Target at Northgate mm-hmm. for a few years. And she still goes to the Target weekly. And I still go there. I love it. Um, they can't get rid of me. I worked at the Target for two years, and I really liked it. And then, well, I, that's a lie. I did not really like it. I did not like working at that Target, but I had to do it because I think at this point I had moved out, and my parents were like, you need to – like make money and I was like you're right I do so I worked there and then I ended up quitting Target because I was just like working a lot in the summer and I was super unhappy there and I ended up working at a women's boutique um like immediately afterwards and it was like a fun little part-time thing and it was really nice because it was the first time that um it was like a creative job Mm -hmm. where I had like freedom to do what I wanted and it was like in a boutique and I love clothes but it was a good experience and I did that through college and I did and then when I graduated I still lived in Bellingham for that rest of the summer before I got my job at the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um and I worked up to whoa I worked at the boutique and then quit the boutique and then on Monday started at the nonprofit. oh wow Mm mm-hmm okay that's where our lives aren't as parallel. Yeah. Because I was done a year early and then was working as a barista. But yeah. Dang. So looking back mm-hmm. on all of your time, do you have any advice to your 18-year-old self or your, your incoming freshman self? I mean, like I kind of said earlier, is if you feel like you want to do something big, mm-hmm. I would say just be ambitious because you're... 18 years old 
mm-hmm. and you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. So I would definitely tell myself that. And then we didn't really get into the social scene yeah, a lot in this conversation, but I would say know your limits in every yeah. way possible. Yeah. Know your boundaries and hold on to your boundaries too. Yes. And I feel like I didn't have boundaries. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I went a little crazy and I was not in a super great place mentally my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And I definitely used alcohol for that. Okay. And, you know, I would just say, know your limits, know your boundaries, learn those quickly and stick to them. For sure. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Advice that I would give myself or somebody else would be, I think, like, shoot for the stars. Mm -hmm. I think if you... Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think I was ambitious enough or believed myself or allowed myself to be that ambitious. Yes. Um, Thinking back now, honestly, I wish I had listened to my parents and I had gone to UW. Really? Because I think about um, the opportunities that Bellingham as a city presents and then Seattle. opportunities that Seattle presents. And if you get so, for me, I just think back, I was like, I got so used to living in Bellingham and I loved it and I would have wanted to stay, that there are no job opportunities up there. There's nothing I wanted to do. But if I had, you know, gone to school in LA, there's opportunities there. If I gone to school in New York, if I gone to school in Seattle. So I I just think like, as much as you want to focus on like getting away from home, right? think about the opportunity, the opportunities that that will present to you. Um, yeah, I I just think, like, that's really important. So, like, be thoughtful about where you want to go. And if you don't know what you want to do necessarily, you shouldn't feel obliged to be like, well, if I don't go to a four-year university, then I have amounted to to nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not the case whatsoever. Yeah. If you don't know what you want to do, there is no shame in going to community college. Oh, no. And then transferring. so fun. There is no shame in that. Yeah. And you'll save so much money. And, like, and that's what my little sister do, is doing now. She did two years at um, community college and now transferred to UW. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, she at the end of the day, she's going to have a UW degree, right? And save money. And save <laughs> so much money by living at home. So just be really thoughtful about what you want to do and where you want to go. And... and- too if you have questions reach out to somebody because I think that's another thing I tried to figure this all out by myself I don't think I asked anybody no I didn't ask a guidance counselor Mm -hmm. I didn't ask a teacher at my high school yeah I was like it's on me to figure this all out right and it's not there's so many resources out there yeah um I know most people listening have graduated college but looking I'm sure looking back now you probably have similar advice yeah. To other people or like the other, our listeners. Well, yeah, it's interesting because I think neither or both of us are a couple of the only first gens in our friend groups. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just them that's listening, I feel like it will give them an interesting perspective on what we were thinking when we were in yeah. school with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, now that we're out of college, mm-hmm. what's your advice to yourself? What? Three years ago? For me, four years ago? Advice to my graduating self would be to enjoy where you are and don't feel any pressure to accept any job that just comes your way Mm -hmm. Um, and to be really thoughtful about the offers that you're getting because I'm sure 
people will be messaging you on LinkedIn to be like, I have this great opportunity for you. Come and interview, whatever. Just be really thoughtful about it. Figure out what you want to do. And just because somebody else has landed some crazy, awesome job that seems amazing, just know that it's fucking entry level. (laughs) Like, that's so true. Like, it's an entry level job. If you're coming out of school at 22 years old with no um, corporate work experience, it's an entry-level job. So it doesn't matter if it's at SpaceX or Tesla or whatever. Like, it's not a super important crazy job. Unless you, like, majored in, like, engineering or, like, nursing or, like, some sort of trade like that. those are entry-level jobs when they start. And it's, like, just remember that, like, you're probably not going to make a million dollars your first year graduating college. Yeah. If you do, awesome. Proud of you. Talk to me. I want to figure out how to do that too. Mm-hmm. Let me know. But just don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, and if there's like financial, um, I guess financial factors in play that are like putting pressure on you to find a job, note that. But still like don't forget to put yourself first, I guess. That's not, like, really great advice, but that's what I would tell myself. What about you? No, I agree with, like, I think a lot of things that I feel is felt was shame when I graduated. Oh, okay. I felt very shameful. Like, I took a job as a barista Mm -hmm. when I graduated. And that was one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. And I still, to this day, think, like, I should be a barista on the weekends because it is so much fun. However, I feel very lucky that I don't have to do that for financial reasons anymore. But yeah, I was a barista straight out and I just felt a lot of shame. Even when I got the job at the nonprofit, I kind of felt shame because it was like reception type job, you know? Right. I was like, I have a college degree. What am I doing? Yeah. (laughs) And I think now I have no shame. Like we've taken a couple different leaps. We've gone backwards in (laughs) how much we're getting paid we've gone forwards in what our job title is we've gone I don't know I've gone up and down up and down now and I don't have shame for it because I'm figuring out what makes me happy and that's what's most important I was gonna say like at the end of the day your mental health is so important the most important thing. it doesn't matter like how much money you're making if you're like coming home every day and crying or like can't breathe. been there literally been there and like can't like you wake up just like riddled with anxiety like that's probably not worth it and you're like so early in your career it's okay to switch it up yeah and change what you want to do we've done it three times in the past three years yes so oh and also another thing i was gonna say about feeling shameful um about like quote unquote a job that's well i have a college degree that's not a job for someone with a college degree mm-hmm. i feel like that's a mentality that um I feel like a lot of like first generation families have where it's like you work so hard yeah so you don't have to do these laborious jobs that right our parents have been doing right that's yeah. the entire narrative so that you don't we've have been to make told. the same sacrifice exactly it's the mm-hmm. exact same narrative we've been told our entire lives so I I totally understand being like I felt really shameful for doing this job that might not be that fa- fancy or sounds that fancy mm-hmm. but I mean, you enjoyed working as a barista. I loved... If I could make a good salary as a barista, I think I would still be doing it. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, like, if you're happy, 
that it that's what matters yes. obviously like if you have bills to pay and you have student loans to pay think about that when you know you choose your battles choose your sacrifices too but I don't know mental health is really important and I don't think we've emphasized that enough just like in society or growing up or in the college space yeah either agreed cool well I think that's all we really have to talk about for college right now is a little more serious and I feel like <laughs> at another time we can get into our crazier college stories I, know. I have to think of them like I feel like I blocked most of them out of my memory so yeah and also if you have any crazy college stories and you want us to read them I would love to hear other people's stories I will read it in a dramatic accent or not yeah we can act it out I would so do that if somebody gave me a dialogue that'd be so fun yeah um but one thing I think we both feel is really important to touch on is the fact that it is February which is your birthday but also more importantly more importantly it's Black History Month and we have a lot of work to do absolutely but we also want to highlight some things that have happened and are happening this year. Some things we're excited about. Yeah. So just like briefly, things we've seen in the news recently. Mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman may be the new face of the $20 bill. The first black woman CEO of an S&P 500 company just got named, which is amazing. Nice. And obviously, the biggest one this year is the first Black and Asian woman as VP, Kamala Harris. Woohoo! And we still have a lot of work to do, as great as some things have happened. We still have a lot of work to do, and I know Stacey yeah. going to touch on that. Um, I think just thinking about last summer and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all of the marches and protests that Holly and I both attended. Um, I think that's a good step in acknowledging the privilege that we both carry in this world. Um, But there's so much that can be done behind the scenes too, right? Like not just, you know, carrying your sign that says Black Lives Matter. There's things you can do, um, including shopping from Black businesses. Uh, Two that I really like are Coco Kind and gold those are both like skincare health health care products that's the stuff I like so that's what I buy um and then there's also a bunch of black restaurants in Seattle and I have a post on my Instagram with a list of them and we'll repost that to our Instagram so that you can take a look make it a highlight and make it a highlight so you can come back and look at them particularly love Plum Bistro vegan vegan restaurant you will not catch me there because i will not eat vegan okay i'm gonna make you go there because you would you wouldn't know oh i went there before i was vegetarian oh it's amazing i went there when my sister was vegan and now she eats meat (laughs) okay but plum bistro and then in my hometown of des moines mini the donut truck Oh my gosh. It's the cutest little truck too. So cute. And there's a tiny little stand in Des Moines right on the main strip. So. They're donuts. We love donuts. Yeah, it's little mini donuts with like the best flavors like cookies and cream. Ooh. Love it. Peanut butter, chocolate. So indulge. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Another way, Polly and I both do this, we have ongoing monthly donations to the Black Lives Matter organization. 
that's a really easy way to stay involved and contribute behind Mm -hmm. the scenes um even just following those accounts on social media exactly being in the know Mm -hmm. and I just want to say it doesn't have to be a huge amount either Stacy and I don't make a ton of money I donate ten dollars a month same yeah I did one big lump sum and then I was like okay I can't do that every month yeah it adds up yeah do your part as little or as big as you want your contribution to be I think that's important um another thing that we kind of want to talk about is like being aware of your surroundings and I um something that I kind of wanted to share was last summer when the protests were happening and um the Black Lives Matter movement was like at the forefront of our minds I was with a group of friends and we were walking back from the bars just in Ballard and it was late we were drunk walking home back to a friend's apartment um and as we were getting closer to the apartment we noticed that we're like six police officers and two black people being um I guess not not like hassled but they were being spoken to by the police and it was a older woman and a younger man maybe around the same age as us and the police there was one police officer talking to the woman and then the other five police officers were talking to the young man and I just Mm -hmm. remember like without even thinking I went up to the woman because they were standing like on a like a a, like a fence almost like a little Mm -hmm. short fence so we were like separated and I remember just going up to the woman I just said do you want me to stay I can stay Mm -hmm. I'll stay right here I'll stand with you until they leave till this is done and she was like that's very sweet of you we don't need to do that my son's just really drunk and I was like no it's no worry like I'll stay with you I'll stand here um and I think it's just like having awareness of your privilege in any situation is really important yeah you know like I am a person of color but I still do carry a lot of privilege and so I think being able to be there even when a situation is not bad it's important and Mm -hmm. it's like those little tiny things do make a difference or at least I hope they do um But yeah, that was just something I wanted to share. And I feel like if any of our listeners are ever witnessing a situation like that, I hope that you would take a second to just like stop and wait. Well, you need to do the education, actively do the education. It's not just a one-time post. Mm -hmm. You need to actively educate yourself in any way you can. You can watch some films, read some posts, read some articles, anything. Listen to Black Voices. Yes, just listen and educate yourselves so that you even are more aware of those things. I agree. And I obviously am white and carry a lot of privilege. And so I just want to remind my fellow white people and hopefully white allies that it is not on people of color and specifically for the situation, black people to educate you. Right. And with that, I want to say if anybody ever wants to have a conversation with me, I'm still learning, always learning, so I would love to have a conversation with anybody, even if it's your first conversation. Let us help each other, because I don't want you (laughs) to put that on some, somebody else, a person of color, to educate you. Talk to me. Yeah, and I think we're just beyond the point of playing dumb and pretending that issues like this don't matter, because... Just because they don't affect you doesn't mean it doesn't matter. And it's, mm-hmm. 
like I don't want to see you calling yourself a good person if you don't have sympathy for others and I think Mm -hmm. learning and educating yourself is showing that you have sympathy and empathy for others and it's important it really is yeah so with that happy black history month yes hope you guys do your part let's educate ourselves next month highlight some black people in your community have a conversation with somebody else even if it's uncomfortable and also celebrate all of the wins absolutely love it yeah but like i mentioned the other important part of february <laughs> is stacy's birthday Woohoo! and this will actually come out on stacy's birthday yeah so oh, yeah. say happy birthday it's my birthday um, 25 so I do this thing, and I, I think I started doing it when I went into the corporate world. And you know when you celebrate birthdays in the corporate world, it can get kind of awkward. Yeah. You, like, go to lunch, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, Especially what, for me. What do we talk about? Um, so for you, I like to ask, <laughs> what was your favorite thing that happened in this past year? Um, well, the challenging year. Mm-hmm. I'd say, pandemic-wise. Um, what was the question? <laughs> what's the fa- What's your favorite thing that's happened this oh, past year? My favorite thing. Um, my I don't know if it's like my favorite thing or like I think a good thing that happened this year was I took a lot of time to focus on myself and focus on relationships that are important to me mm-hmm. and that are serving me or aren't serving me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, I guess now we're in our mid-20s. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to acknowledge the... It's important to acknowledge the importance of quality of people versus quantity of people. And I think that's something that I've kind of struggled with Yeah, growing up. It's just like... I feel like you always think like, oh, the most popular person has the most friends, right? And I feel like that was maybe something I chased for a long time, like in middle school and high school and somewhat into college too. Um, And so I think this past year I've just just been focusing on the quality, especially because you can't see all of your friends all the time. And so, yeah, just knowing who's good for you and who's not, that's, I think that's been a really good part. Your favorite part. My favorite part of the year. Okay. I feel like that kind of goes in hand with my next question, which was what was your biggest life lesson of Mm. the past year? Biggest life lesson would probably be to recognize that everybody's entitled to their own choices, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was like the best way to put it, but I think that it's really easy to judge our peers our co-workers our friends our family on their actions and what they decide to do um and I think while it matters I think at the end that it well <laughs> at the end of the day um what someone decides to do is their decision mm-hmm. and you can either judge them for their decision or you can accept and understand that that's just where they are in their life right now I don't know if that really makes sense it makes sense I feel like it's just why waste your why waste your energy being upset over a decision somebody made exactly and right 
one way I like to put that, and I, I got this from my grandma, mm-hmm. is having grace for other people and for yourself. Yes. Yes. Love it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that. And then my last question, I feel like you should ask yours. I ask myself these every year. Okay. Is what are you most looking forward to in your 25th year of life? Hmm. I think despite the circumstances that this year is appearing to bring, um, I feel a lot of positive energy from this year and I feel like it's going to be a really, really good year. I feel like usually every time I have a birthday or there's a new year, there's kind of like, um, like a color I'll see with the year. I, mm. I think there's a word for that where people like see like auras or colors yeah. with or, like, see numbers as, like, feminine or masculine. Like, I'm one of those people that sees that. Okay. Um, and this year, I've seen a lot. I guess the colors are kind of, like, strawberry lemonade colors. So, like, okay. light pink and yellow. And to me, those are, like, very positive colors. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 25 is going to be a really positive year for me. And I'm going to manifest it and make sure that it is. And I think it's off to a really good start, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what I'm looking forward to, but I just know it's going to be a good year. Good. Whatever, whatever happens. Everyone manifest a good year for Stacey. Manifest a strawberry lemonade year. A strawberry. Do, so when you look at me, do you see colors? Mm-hmm. <gasps> what do you see? I see light blue. <gasps> I've heard that before. Yeah. I need to look up <laughs> what light blue aura means. Okay. <laughs> what if it's really bad? No, I don't think so. But yeah, like I see colors when I see people. I'll see like, sometimes I'll see colors when I see numbers. Um, That's so interesting. Numbers are like, numbers and letters can be like masculine or feminine. Okay, it says sky blue. A light or sky blue aura is very creative aura, according to mm. both Kaiser okay. and Hyra. People, nope. People with a sky blue energy field tend to be highly talented creatives and leaders who use their skills and voice to help others. I think that's you. Um, blah, blah, blah. They're naturally great. Oh, gosh, I just got an ad. They're <laughs> naturally great at communicating with people and expression comes easily. Their strength lies in their voice and being able to speak with impact. That's you. She says, their intuition acts as a guiding compass, which inspires them to speak from their hearts. They also project a lot of peace and positivity in their life. 100%. Oh my god, I'm honored. I'm so excited. (laughs) Remember when I said I was psychic last episode? Yeah. I was serious about it. Sorry, everyone. I just hit the mic. Wow. Um, Okay, so you you made fun of me all week for hitting the mic last episode. Now you did it. I did it, but that's because I was getting our saucy question. Ooh. Um, we're coming to the end of the episode right now, and so, just like last episode, we did a saucy question. What was it? Who's more likely to? Yeah, who's more likely to fuck anything was last one. Yeah, so I've got the deck of cards here. I'm gonna do a little shuffly shuffle. Holly, do you want to read it this time? I can read it. Okay, here's the deck. Okay. 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 I have the question. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Are we gonna do, like, three, two, one again? Yeah. Okay. okay, so the question is, this is so messed up. Who's more likely to be super down for cheaper sneakers if they're made by kiddos in a sweatshop? 
Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I... Who's down for cheaper sneakers if they're made by kids in a sweatshop? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have your answer? I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Holly? Stacey. Ah! <laughs> uh- <laughs> no. I was gonna say, I don't think either one of us would buy them if they're sweatshop... Well, I mean, I'm we shop fast fashion, but I think if we knew they were made by kids, yeah, we but wouldn't I just, buy them. You cut corners for clothes by literally buying kids clothes oh because you can Uh so i was like you're always looking for a discount a sale Mm, oh that's a good point like you're not wrong yeah so i was like okay i'll take the l on that one okay it's stacy it's me it can't be me again it can't be me too (laughs) um but that concludes our episode next week i think we kind of want to talk about relationships Mm-hmm. friend relationships all that kind of good stuff um really dive into what we need to get on stacy's bachelorette profile oh, yeah. some like relationship questions with me and my boyfriend Boyfie. we're gonna come up with a nickname for him we'll, yeah. we'll reveal next week what the nickname is and if you're from seattle you'll get it true all right well thanks for this is gonna be a long episode so Thanks for listening. Hope you guys do your part this month. It's my birthday, so please make a donation to Black Lives Matter organization in my name. All right. Bye. Any last words? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>